Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at shallonxo and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome. Let's do our relaxation ritual, okay? So we're going to start by dropping our shoulders, centering our mind, unclenching our jaw, taking our tongue from the roof of our mouth, relaxing our ears, breathing into our belly, and we're just gonna inhale through the nose, hold it for a few seconds, and then an exhale. One more time. Inhale, and an exhale. Because I really believe you have to get your mind in the place to receive a message. And we can't do that if our mind is scattery and jittery and all over the place. Like, I already feel much more centered after just that brief exercise. It's almost as though people are onto something when they say meditation is helpful. Who knew? Okay. So our first question here is from Mimi. She says... I'm 20 and I've known this guy since I was 14 and just starting high school. He was totally my high school fuckboy, but I never took his shit and I told him to screw off a lot of times. He moved to Florida three years ago and since then we built a pretty solid friendship and I'm growing a lot as a person. I'm resolving some issues that I had, some daddy issues and like cutting out all of these alleged like guy friends who I actually had a lot of feelings for. So a few months ago, I flew down to visit him for a few days because I just needed to get out of New York for a while. He's really growing into an alpha male, but I really emasculated him romantically and sexually back then. I want to fix that, but I also have much more personal growth to do. How can I do both simultaneously? So I hear a lot of conflicting things in this question, right? First of all, let's, let's break down what you're saying. You're saying... I refused to put up with shit from a bad guy and boundaries, ironically, that probably helped him grow because he got the memo that his behavior simply was not okay. But now I feel bad about that. I would like to unwind all of that. I would like to undo that progress to my own detriment and also to his. Sometimes when I get confused about a situation or a question, I put it in a different context. I copy and paste it into a different scenario to kind of like snap it into focus. So imagine if you're like, I'm a personal trainer and I told my client they couldn't have pizza and they are now really fit and really thin and happy, but I feel really guilty that I never let them have have pizza. So I'm going to order 50 pizzas to their house and also 50 pizzas to my house because I have to eat all that pizza too because I feel guilty. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right? Like, what, what kind of backwards motion is this? Another conflicting thing I hear is <clears throat> you said you you cast all these alleged guy friends out of your life. Well, no, you didn't. You just moved out the B-listers and made room for the king of the fuckboy semi-friend are we or aren't we guy, right? Look, I don't have sexual tension with Becca, Diane, and Megan. I don't message a YouTube dating coach about my female friends. 
because I don't feel dating about them. I don't feel sexually. I feel neutrally. They're my friends. You don't feel neutrally about this guy. I say all the time, you can lie to your friends. You can lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Whatever you want and however you feel is valid. It might not be realistic to achieve, but it's valid. And like I always say, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And if you're telling yourself, you just wanna be friends with this guy, girl, you are in for a world of hurt. You are in for being 14 all the fuck over again. All this progress, gone. All of this growth, gone. You're gonna get right back there, right? But maybe, that's kind of why you want to do it. Maybe that's why you're pursuing this guy so hard. Because I have a feeling that these boundaries you put up, you say when you were young, weren't quite as intense as you want to believe that they were. I mean, are they ever? When we're teenagers and certainly when we like a guy, because look, you did definitely like him. You wouldn't have referred to him as a fuckboy if you didn't have feelings there right? You only see people in terms of fuck boy or good guy if you have romantic feelings. Like you don't categorize like random dudes who you have no attraction to under these terms. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. And calling someone a fuck boy is not apathetic. So you got to get straight with yourself on that level, right? And like, yeah, I don't think you put up quite as many boundaries as you wish you had. And so you're trying to turn a hoe to a housewife because if you can do that, your theory, subconsciously, because you're not connecting to it, is, well, then all of those humiliating incidents, all of those insults, all of the times that I interacted with him at the detriment to myself, they weren't just painful points going into a void, you know, adding up to nothing. They were adding up to something. They were adding up to a relationship. They were part of a larger story that now I don't have to feel so bad about. Because look, it led to something good. And maybe you're thinking, okay, maybe if it's not me dating him, it's adding up to his growth. Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your goddamn mind? When did we as women decide that the acceptable price for a man's growth is our pain? Well, hey, that's just the collateral damage. I just, I am the road he stomps along on his way up to enlightenment. Who is doing that for you? What man has that attitude towards us? They don't. They absolutely don't, right? So why have we decided this is how we're gonna view ourselves, that we're gonna subjugate ourselves like this, that great men have to come on our backs. They're gonna stand on our shoulders and crush us to dust in the process. No, no. Because you know what, baby girl? At the end of the day, if you putting up boundaries for a fuck boy, let's say you did put up all these amazing boundaries. Good, I hope you did. If, if you did, and if he interprets someone saying, no, I don't tolerate that behavior in my life. If he interprets that as emasculation, then that is on him. That is not your problem to fix. Like I said in one of my recent videos, if we treat something like it's so fragile, ooh, it's so fragile, I just, I have to handle it then that is proof positive, we gotta let it break. We gotta let it break. Cause who's treating you with that kind of fragility? Who is handling you like you're a precious, rare object? Not this guy, he lives in Florida where all fuckboys go home to roost, right? So you need to stop taking steps backward. 
You're not friends with him. You need to move forward and away from this man and away from Florida. Okay, so Kendall submitted this question and she's feeling left out and excluded from her peers. And I know you guys deal with that a lot. I mean, we all do. At any age, that's the bad news. Good news is I can fix it. Okay, she says, I'm an acting major at my school. Within my program, I feel very excluded. Most of my life, I felt excluded or as if I didn't belong, like barely any friends, no guys asking me out. I'm really nice to everyone, but I also know my worth. Apparently, a lot of people do like me. I've had peers tell me how beautiful and talented I am. I've like Some have even said that I'm underappreciated in our program, that I'm the most talented in our class. I assume people are intimidated, but I don't understand. People stare at me but never approach me, like guys are in awe and some girls have the evil stare, so what can I do about this? Okay, so one thing I think we as humans, and especially women do, when we don't want to accept that maybe we have a hand in our negative outcomes is to say everyone is jealous. Everyone's jealous of me. There's always gonna be a sector of the population that is jealous of you. It's like a statistical certainty, right? But by and large, if you have the consistent outcome in in one way or another, who's the common denominator, right? It's you. And you're like, yeah, I know, because everyone's jealous. No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. It's important to remember that the foundation of friendship isn't like talent. It's not like a merit-based system. It's not a talent show or a beauty competition. Friendship is about connection. Like, The most beautiful people in the world have friends. Jennifer Lopez has friends. Giselle has friends. I have friends. (laughs) You know what I mean. But like that's the foundation. It's not like, well, I just have to be friends with the most beautiful person I can, but unless they're too beautiful, then I don't want to be friends with them. It's like, that's not how people are going into this. You know, we do ourselves a disservice if we say that it's because, oh, well, everyone else is jealous. That means everyone else is the problem and I'm perfect. That isn't true in any situation in our lives. It simply isn't. It's not true that everyone at your company is an idiot and you're the only competent one. That's probably not true. It's not true that like everyone is just so jealous of you and you're, you're fantastic. Like it's probably not true. So what can you do, right? You have to kind of like decide to lead with empathy and vulnerability first because if you go in with a standoffish attitude, it's like everyone is obsessed with me to the point that they can't speak to me. Okay, well, you're going to get that half right. <laughs> People aren't going to speak to you because you're not putting out a vibe of being inviting at all. Like charm is warmth and warmth is accessibility, right? And accessibility means you're opening up You're sharing personal stories. You're asking people about their lives and you're being a good listener. That is how we cultivate friends. Not by like, I killed that Shakespearean monologue. Hello, where are all my friends? Like friends aren't the reward we get for achievements. They like are the achievements. They're the things that we achieve and then other rewards come in our lives because we have used these friends to learn how to interact with others and to be confident, have self-worth, help other people. Like friends are the roots. They are the absolute roots of our lives. So you kind of might've already shot yourself in the foot in terms of this program. Like if you have this sort of like queenie attitude, people might've already made up their mind about you and it can be difficult to like undo that, but it's not impossible. So what you need to do is start making friends outside of this program, right? You need to get out of there and go do something maybe you're not the best at, Empress. You know, like go out there, like 
join a little volleyball team, like join a knitting circle or something, like do something that maybe you aren't going to be the absolute best at. And that's going to shake you up a little bit. And it's going to force you to connect with people on a personality level, right? Not just like, I'm going to hide behind my talents. I'm going to hide behind my beauty. Cause that clearly that's not getting you anywhere. Like for your entire life, that's the path you've taken and it's not yielding the results you want. So it's time to switch it up. You keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna keep getting what you're getting, right? And when you make friends in this outside environment, you're gonna feel more confident and then you're gonna take that confidence and simply those like lessons on how to be a good friend and you're gonna take them back into your program and you're gonna have simply more practice. You're gonna be well-versed in talking to people in opening up, tell me about your weekend. Oh my gosh, that's so funny, I blah, blah, blah. You're gonna have more like friendship notches on your belt, basically. So. Don't think about boys for right now. You need to work on making friends because there is no one on planet Earth who is gonna be a good girlfriend if they aren't a good girlfriend to their female friends. Like, friends teach us everything about life. And making friends truly is a marathon, it's not a sprint. So give yourself time, try to talk to one new person a week, just one, get involved in a bunch of different stuff, and really focus on making those female connections over the boys, because until you do, you're never going to have that romantic life that you want. So Kristen submitted this question and she said, my family just does not get me. For too long now, I've been criticized for being too open about my feelings and my mental health issues. I have two younger sisters and we really used to be so close. We've been through so much, but now one of them has fallen out with me because I feel like she didn't really support me when I was feeling suicidal. And now she says she doesn't want to have a relationship with me because I had a panic attack at her wedding reception and she can't forgive me. How do I move on? What about family gatherings? It hurts because they don't get the black hole that I've had to crawl out of and I want to relationship with these people. So, mm-hmm. oh man. So I'm super proud of her for going through all of these mental health issues, right? And coming out the other side. But it's important to realize that your family went through a lot too. And for them, it was like being a passenger in an out of control car and they're ready to get out. They're ready to get off this roller coaster. They're ready to get off the ride, you know? And hopefully you are too, right? So it's so painful for them and exhausting to watch people self-destruct. And you know what? They really, at the end of the day, couldn't do anything to help you. And that is the human condition. We can be there, we can be supportive, but like at the end of the day, everyone's gotta help themselves. No one is riding in to save you from anything. Not a guy, not a parent, not a friend. We got to dig deep and do that work on our own. The only people who can save us are therapists because they're giving us the toolbox to save ourselves, really. So I dealt with like very similar issues. You know, I was like suicidal ideation. I was a cutter. I was just, I was a big fucking depressive drama queen. And yeah, people took a lot of steps back from me. You know, I was a real drain and I was tiring for everyone. And honestly, I was just really selfish. I was really selfish. It was always my pain. It was always Shallon's crisis. God forbid someone needed something for me. Oh, no, no, no. No one else was allowed to have a bad day. No one else was allowed to be in a spiral. It was always me. I was the mayor of Sad Town, right? And yeah, people like took steps back and like it hadn't even occurred to me that people might need me, you know? So once I looked that in the face after I was feeling better and I had, I had done the work to feel better, Then I could start to repair those relationships. Cause like real talk, I don't blame your sister for being mad at you. At her wedding, like she probably wanted to have a panic attack, but no, no, no. 
It was Kristen's. It was Kristen's fiasco, guys. Don't worry. It Kristen's day to have a meltdown. Not me. Not me, the bride. No, no, no. It's my sister. She gets to have her moment in the sun. And that might have just been the last straw for her. And the thing about last straws is we never really know. <laughs> we never know when that straw is coming. Because when we're depressed or we're going through something, like, again, we're very selfish and we're very myopic. And when people try to give us hints that, like, hey, we're all kind of reaching the end of our rope here, we interpret that as abandonment. How dare you not want to listen to me cry for four hours on a Saturday night? How dare you? How the fuck dare we? How dare we? Right? And look, I've had to get real clear with myself on this issue, real clear, because I was this person for a really long time. So with your sister, go back to her from that point of view. Be, validate how she feels. Validate how your parents probably feel. Tired, over it, helpless, just kind of done. And then validate it, apologize, and then get back to a dynamic that has nothing to do with your mental health. Take up a new hobby together. Start watching football. Go ice skating like you used to. Bake, redecorate the house, something. Get back to something that isn't just focused on you and your needs, you, 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 you. Like, if that's what you feel like you need, you gotta turn inward and get that yourself, girl. You know, like we can't expect to keep wringing all of this connection out of people who have their own lives and stuff they're going through, you know? No one is gonna save us from ourselves, and like, I also had to get real with myself about how much I enjoyed being the victim. And like, it gave me power over people and it gave me purpose. It gave me <laughs> almost like a reason to get up in the morning. Oh, I gotta get up today and victimize myself. It gave me a storyline, right? The time has now come to change that storyline and you can change it. That's the gift and the curse though, only you can change it. So it's about filling your life with positive, healthy things so that you can go back to your family and be like, I don't need you guys to be therapists anymore. You can just be my mom. You can just be my dad. Because look, my life is fil filled, it's whole, it's healthy. I'm taking steps on my own. So no one has to rescue anyone else here. I can just be me and you can just be you. And we can start to rediscover each other as whole, healthy, happy individuals. So Erica submitted this question. She said, I've been dating this guy for two months. Everything went great until we went on a trip for three days and I really started questioning my feelings, like losing attraction for him. Why am I having a sudden shift in my thoughts? Is this a sign that I really didn't like him in the first place? I think I should end it because I really want to prioritize my own happiness. I'm 22 and I don't have much experience with dating. So my question is, is this like normal? Should I feel like this with the right person? Is it normal to go back and forth like this? I'm thinking some days I want to be together, but other days definitely not help. Girl, I feel you. I remember so clearly, like it was yesterday, asking one of my like older sorority sisters basically this exact same question. Like, is it normal to be physically repulsed by the person you're dating? And she's like, no. But I phrase it like, is it okay to be nervous around them? She's like, oh yeah, like I was nervous until we had sex for the first time. I'm like, Shit, I don't want to have sex with them at all. That's probably a bad sign. So I also believe that mini breaks, like if you ever like read or watched Bridget Jones' diary, she's like, a mini break means true love. And a mini break really will push your relationship in whatever direction it's already going in. Like if you go away for three days and you come back like crazy in love, that's, you were already heading down that path. 
But vice versa, like if you spend three solid days together and you're like, I don't want you touching me with those fingers. I want to throw up if I have to watch you eat chicken wings. Uh, That's kind of where things were going to head. And like I have learned that the ick is real and the ick is poison. The ick, I've talked about this before, is that overwhelming feeling of blech, blech that you get when you are trying to make yourself like a guy that, girl, you just don't. And the ick is not an ugly person's disease. It is not an ugly man's disease. I have gotten the ick almost exclusively for very attractive guys. Oh, don't worry, the dumpy, balding dipshits I was like completely sexually obsessed with for 10 years. Don't worry about that. But like the handsome former Abercrombie models, I was like, get away from, you're sitting too close to me. But this is why it's called chemistry. You can't engineer it, it just is what it is. And if you try to force this dynamic, if you try to force yourself into a situation, the it gets worse, and then you start getting mean, because you're in this state of like insane cognitive dissonance where like you don't, you're in a state where you don't wanna be in and it doesn't match this like the mental state you do wanna be in, so you're just like, ah, like in this tense nightmare spiral. He doesn't understand what's going on because he's just trying to be nicer and nicer to you and you're just getting more and more nauseated by his niceness. It's bad all the way around. It's not good for anyone and you know what? It does not change. The ick is terminal. So if you feel it, you get out. You don't have to, owe, you don't owe anyone an explanation. Like I said, I've gotten the ick for amazing dudes and it's like, I didn't owe anyone like a dossier of evidence about why I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't. I needed to release him back to the wild, not only for my sake, but for his. Like, if he's a good dude, like, he deserves better than to have some girl lashing out at him for the next six months until she, like, cowboys up and leaves. So, long answer to a short question, no. It isn't normal to feel like some days you just do not want to be with someone. Like, you feel, you know, annoyed sometimes. Like, oh my God, he brought a full pizza onto a plane again. Okay, okay. But this sense of like, I don't physically want to be near you. I don't want you to kiss me. I don't want you to touch me. No, that's not normal. So while it is normal to want your space from someone, that's healthy. You want to be independent. You shouldn't be spending seven nights a week over there. If it's like a issue, keep it moving, girl. Everyone deserves better. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.